Well, good morning. I thought I'd share uh, just exactly why I learned to read and understand, translate Pali and Sanskrit myself. So I'm, I just finished a, an excellent course off of Audible uh, in the Great Courses selection. This one was about um, the Irish literature, the Irish culture. It was be- beautiful. It relates to uh, James Joyce and the whole study that I'm doing that. Uh, Nietzsche is um, Zarathustra, uh, Carl Jung's Red Book, and James Joyce, uh, his Finnegan's Wake are all an attempt at um, a source, not a source for meaning, but a source um, for an understanding to what and where uh, we find meaning. And so, just to give you an example, and this is just the funniest, funniest thing. So I decided after finishing that Irish, I thought, well, let's take a look and see what there is. And there is a course that I saved on mindfulness. And I've mentioned before reading the book, Make a Mindfulness. And one of the biggest takeaways is um, people selling mindfulness to the military so soldiers can mow people down with a machine gun mindfully. Or, uh, well, it gets worse from there. So this course opens up. It's supposed to be an expert, obviously. Uh, Ronald Siegel, I'm not familiar with how much of an expert he is, but he quotes another expert on this topic. Uh, John Dunn, he's supposed to be a Buddhist scholar. And they talk about mindfulness. And they go, well, mindfulness is uh, the word sati in Pali. And, okay, not really... He does properly explain that it means to remember, but here's where the utter, complete, and total failure happens. He says, well, what is it to remember? He says, not like remembering your memories, or he says, it's to remember to remember. I'm like, what? Because that's not it, but we'll get to that. He proceeds to go on and give the exact same um, scenario that was in McMindfulness, but in this case he talks about, well, imagine, John Dunn supposedly was saying this, Imagine a sniper who's mindful, he's, you know, his mind wanders, he comes back to task. Well, you're not wrong. I mean, if that's what your job is, uh, certainly the job is probably the most, not the most conducive to someone who might need uh, to, to search up mindfulness. But at the same time, I'd argue that's what we need to teach everybody, not just soldiers, not, not soldiers, but everybody. We need to begin from the very start. But he proceeds to go on a big, long diatribe talking about how, well, you know, you can't just, you know, um, be mindful of whatever you're doing. And he proceeds to talk about the Dunning-Kruger effect, how, you know, this inverse correlation between how um, how good you are at something or how, uh, how knowledgeable you are, how experienced you are. Uh, inversely relates to how good you think you are. I've talked about this till, till I'm blue in the face. But it's a perfect example of the Dunning-Kruger effect because this gentleman is selling a course on Audible and he doesn't really even know what he's talking about. It's the first chapter and he's already included somebody else making them look like they don't even know what they're talking about. Because sati, it does mean to remember, but it doesn't mean to remember to remember. It means to remember the three marks of existence, right? It remembers that, you know, it's not self. 
There, there is no permanence in this world, and that suffering has a source. This dukkha has a source, right? You're reminded to remember about the Noble Eightfold Path, the truth of suffering, the truth of self, and the truth of impermanence. So it's sati sampajanya. I've talked about this a lot. Sati is the remember, not the mindful. Mindful is the whole sentence, sati sampajanya. You can read this in the sati patana sutra, one of the earliest Buddhist sutra, which blows my mind that these supposed scholars don't understand such a simple, 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 easily googled fact. Sati Sampajanya is this idea of sati, to remember about what you've been taught, the, the marks of existence and the Noble Eightfold Path, right? That we are the cause of our suffering because we believe that there is such a thing as permanence. We believe that there is such a thing as a self. And, well, we tend to make it worse because we expect so much more than what we should. Sampajanya is that important aspect that always gets missed. It's that constant, ever-vigilant, uh, clear light insight, as the uh, Japanese tend to translate it. So it's being aware, as they say, but aware of what you need to remember and how it impacts your existence, your suffering, and your everyday activities, karma. So mindfulness is not sati. I've said this before about John Verveke, who gets that wrong, plus he gets uh, phrenesis wrong. He translates it as, um, what does he translate it as? I think he even translates it as sati. But it's not, absolutely not. It's anumana, right, to, to uh, come to an understanding. I mean, induction would be like satori in, in Japanese or, or but... In this case, we're just going to stick to the, the constant hand. This is in a course uh, available on Audible with uh, reputable uh, uh, professors teaching this. And even they get it wrong. As I said, the teacher opens with sati. But you, you can't just remember. It's a different kind of remembering. Well, yeah, it's a very specific kind of remember about the, the marks of existence and... and uh, the source of suffering, the nature of self, and the nature of impermanence. Right? So sati sampajanya, that sampajanya is your focus, your awareness, your, your true mindfulness. So arguably, mindfulness is the sampajana. Right? It's not the sati. But to proceed and talk about Dunning-Kruger, oh my God, I just couldn't help myself. I had to record an episode about how absolutely ignorant even the most educated people in the planet I probably should have listened to the uh, the John McWhorter course on um, how uh, unique the English language is, but I didn't think it would be that interesting. Well, I'm kidding. I assumed I'd need to do the mindful course to get an idea of, you know, what's out there, what's being taught, and lo and behold, I'm like, Jesus, Jace, I should be doing my own course is what I should be doing, because... Um, Arguably, uh, if you read the book McMindfulness, uh, I hope this course gets into this, the fact that when they open it with such an utter failure as to the subject matter at hand, mindfulness, they got it completely wrong in the very beginning. <sighs> Doesn't bode well for what they have uh, 
lined up, am I right? But yeah, I thought I'd share that. So uh, yeah, Sati, Sati Sampajanya uh, is actually um, mindfulness, but it means to remember the marks of existence, that you're not a self, you just attach to these uh, preferences on a moment-to-moment -moment basis. The self is just as impermanent as anything else. And a belief in these two things, impermanence and uh, the nature of self being something other than in impermanent, as Vasubandhu said, upakara, that which is as close at hand. I think of it as nothing more than an item you wear for, uh, for uh, but a moment and discard. And they both uh, tend to be the, the ultimate source of our suffering, our dukkha. Right, so the source of the suffering is also the uh, uh, the solution or the, right, how to end our suffering. Our modern malaise is arguably the modern malaise now is people are doing practices that are either they, they, they've been sold a bill of goods, convinced that it works when it doesn't, or they purposely don't practice it in, in such a way that it would work so as to continue to suffer. Well, that wouldn't be, uh, wouldn't be anything new now, would it? Because the very nature of the teaching, the chitta-matra, the source of all our suffering is the self. There's no two ways about that. As well as our deluded understanding of what the nature of self and existence and impermanence, but it really does source directly to the self. Yeah, we're our own worst enemies.